What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I have special guest Mike Kaiser on the line. He's going to tell the story of his son, who has struggled a little bit with the, the epileptic seizures and whatnot uh, as it relates to the ketogenic diet. So without further ado, how are you, Mike? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully well, man. Wonderfully well. So give the give the listenership, the audience, a little little background kind of on you, uh, and and kind of introduce your son too, and kind of what brings you here in the first place. Yeah, so it all started this this past summer, so it's all relatively new to us. But uh, you know, my son's three years old. He's otherwise very very healthy, active. Um, we don't have a family history of, of epilepsy. And what, one one morning, my wife was at the library with him, and he just kind of fell over in his chair and she didn't know what was going on. Um, and, and so the paramedics came and, and they're like, Oh, he could be having a seizure. He might have just passed out. We don't know. It was, it was like a five minute kind of, kind of lapse where he, and it wasn't like the typical, uh, tonic clonic, uh, grand mal seizures. It, it it's more mm-hmm. focal and atonic. So he, it's not, it's not very obvious, you know, what's going on. Um, so that, that was the first one. Um, and, and then the doctor said, you know, it's probably a seizure. It, it might not have been a seizure, but we'll, uh, we'll just wait and see. He, he probably won't have another one if he does. And, uh, then he ended up having two more. And, and so the, I, I don't want to get too detailed in the story, but so that the second one, it was actually the day my other son was born. So we have three kids. We have a five-year-old Owen. It's the three-year-old boy. And then, uh, our baby's like six months now, but uh, the day he was born, he was actually admitted in the hospital for having another seizure. And it was this crazy, crazy day for us. But uh, the doctors were still saying, okay, he's had two. The odds that he'll have a third are pretty low. He doesn't have any like risk factors for epilepsy. Then he had a third one that wouldn't stop. It was like a 30, maybe 40 minute long seizure that uh, they couldn't couldn't control it. So they ended up flying him down to the phoenix which is our next biggest city in a helicopter and and then we spent five days at the the phoenix children's hospital there trying to trying to figure out what's going on running all these tests and everything was coming back normal which is good he didn't have any mass in his brain or anything and so yeah that's kind of the quick and dirty brief uh story but it it was a, a terrifying uh ordeal for our whole family and 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 not getting really any answers we left the hospital uh on Kepra it's like a kind of a it's a seizure medicine but it's kind of like it's not a very specific seizure medicine it's kind of a general from my understanding and so he was mm-hmm. on medicine and and he had a couple more seizures when we left the hospital didn't have any in the hospital a couple more short ones um and we were thinking that the, the medicine was helping and he, he didn't seem to have too many but then he started developing these other uh they're called drop seizures but we didn't know that at the time it was he it was very brief and he would just kind of drop his head or sometimes he would be running around and it would actually uh it, it makes all your muscles kind of go atonic so it's uh you're not uh, it's the opposite of uh I don't know what I'm trying to think of here it makes you just kind of go limp mm-hmm. and and so some some people that have drop seizures their whole body uh drops to the ground and they have to wear helmets and it's very dangerous but with my son he was just dropping like the upper part of his body so his head would drop and he would breathe out, and it was really, it was really weird. We didn't know what it was, um, and he was doing it, 
you know, we would count like 70 to 100 a day. It was very frustrating. Come to find out, it was a it was another type of seizure he was having, and uh, yeah, they're called drop seizures. But we had a very difficult time controlling those. The medicine wasn't working, and we were trying to find like a like a something that correlated with the seizures. So like maybe he wasn't getting enough sleep, so then he had more. We're trying to find some kind of like risk factor for for. Um, for him and that would contribute to more seizures one day and less the next day. And for, for every reason we thought, cause he would breathe out, we thought it has something to do with maybe he was holding his breath and wasn't breathing. Mm-hmm. And then it was causing a seizure. We, we had no idea. And our follow-up with the neurologist was like three, four months away. And it was just really hard to, to get any kind of, kind of answers. And, and then one day we're just like, you know, I wonder if it has to do with what he's eating. And so we could almost pin every, Every time he had uh, an influx of, of sugar and, you know, high carbohydrate meals, uh, he had more. And then we're like, oh, well, duh, it's, you know, let's try the ketogenic diet. You know, it's um, used to treat epilepsy. And so, so we started uh, just taking away, we did more of a modified Atkins, I guess. We just took away mm-hmm. uh, carbs and sugar, and he had a dramatic improvement in his seizures. He, he had maybe... 10 a day, which was huge for us. And, and then, so we finally went to our doctor and, and we're so nervous. We're like, oh man, we've heard horror stories where doctors are just not on board with keto and, and we're going to tell him what we're doing. He's not going to approve. And so we told him, we're like, you know, the diet seems to really have an effect on these seizures. And he's like, you know, that diet can be really dangerous if you're not doing it properly under supervision and walked out of the room. I was like, oh man, <laughs> he's not going to, He's not going to be on board with what we're doing. And he came back in with a, a dietitian who specializes in keto. Um, so we've been working with her and kind of honing in the diet. And, and since then, he's, since we've really honed in the diet and, and kind of worked out the kinks, he hasn't had any. And it's been almost two months and he hasn't had a, a single seizure. So he went from, you know, 70 to 100 a day to, to now it's forget. It's even a thing. It's, uh, he's just, told himself and we with the doctor's uh recommendations we weaned him off the seizure medicine too and that that the the medicine itself had sugar in it so i'm sure that wasn't helping but also it just it changed his personality and so now he's back to himself and he's just this happy super sweet little boy whereas on the medicine he was he was pretty uh it made him groggy and kind of made him irritable and it definitely changed his personality so so keto has been just a huge blessing to my family. And when he was having these seizures, it was, you, you never knew like if it was going to be a big seizure that we couldn't control and it, we, it would end up him being flown down to Phoenix. And it was just, we just lived with this, like, like, uh, it was almost like, uh, those little Jack in the box things where you wind them, and you don't know when it's going to pop and you're just mm-hmm. you're on the edge of your seat. And that's how it was every time, you know, we were with him, we're just like, uh, is, is this going to be a big one? Is this going to? And we're just terrified. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not only improved my son's life, but it's massively improved um, the lives of our family. And um, it's just great. It's, it's, it's uh, better than any of the medicines that he's tried. And it's, it's kind of a crazy thing. Um, so since then, I've, I've, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and I reached out to, to, to Ross, who, if you're listening, so know, he, he's the owner of the, the Fat Bomb nut butters and he's mm-hmm. local in our town and, and i met him at a 
uh, like an expo, like a hiking expo in town. And, and we got to talking. And actually, when I met him, my son had only had like one or two. And he was talking to me about keto. And he's like, you know, I can put you in touch with these people and this and that. It'd be so great. I'm like, yeah. And back in my head, I'm thinking, I sure hope we don't have to put him on keto. Like, I think I hope he doesn't have any more seizures. Um, and then I kind of forgot about it. And it wasn't until my wife and I were like, oh, let's cut out the sugar that we reached out to Rob again, or not Rob, uh, Ross. And uh, he put us in touch with some people that have been through similar situations. And uh, it's just been great. Um, the support we've gotten in town. And um, now now's a, not a better time to be on keto. It's such a, a mainstream diet now. So there's lots of options for him. And but yeah, no, that's, that's kind of the, the story in a nutshell there. Yeah, no, this is good. I want to, I want to dive into a couple of different areas here. So he was, he was three years old when he started getting the seizures. Yeah. He had just had his third birthday. So yeah, he, he just turned three. Just turned three. And what was he? Um, Cause I mean, I, don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, I know what I've learned in the keto space, but like, I don't know anybody personally that's had a bunch of seizures. So I don't really know a lot of you know, what that, what that experience is like. I haven't seen it much, you know, firsthand, but that's gotta be like the scariest thing in the world, you know, especially the first time it happened to him or, you know, oh, yeah. you're, you're just watching it's him and you're not knowing what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. absolutely terrifying. I mean, especially, you know, your, your son who you just adore and love so much and, and to, to feel absolutely helpless. There's, there's nothing we can do. And, and even, even when you, we, did get um you know the paramedics came and stuff it's it seemed to be even kind of a rare thing for them and they i mean they did a great job and so fortunate we live in this country where you can just pick up the phone and get help right away but it just doesn't seem like a very common thing for for a lot of people to to witness or deal with and know what to do um but yeah it's just a terrifying terrifying ordeal and then to think it could happen any moment it was just uh like I said, it just had us on the edge of our seat constantly and had its, uh, took its toll on, on all of us. And yeah, it was, it was awful. <laughs> what is it like for, for him? Like when he goes to a seizure, is he waking up or coming out of it feeling like, like totally disoriented or, or what is that like? It, yeah. So it depends on how long the seizure is. So if it's like a four or five minute seizure. It may take 30, 40 minutes for him to be himself again he's he's real mm -hmm. sleepy and and cuddly and doesn't want to kind of grumpy um as he's coming out of it which which is uh pretty common i understand but if he has a shorter seizure uh the, the so say he has like a two second seizure he's not really there's not much of a lag there it, may, it might be you know 30 seconds and he's back to back to himself or or he's he's somewhat aware of it too to where he gets really like embarrassed and and kind of kind of angry. And then when he was having the seventy to hundred a day, I mean, like that's that's gotta. I mean, all those compounds. I mean, shoot, feels like you're just catching up with yourself before you have them again, almost. Yeah, yeah, it was it was constant, and and I think too, the more you have, it's it's almost like seizures beget seizures. So it it, it seemed that you'd have a lot of seizures, and then that day you would just have a ton because he had a bunch. And and another theory of mine and is that he wasn't sleeping great during this time because he'd be laying in bed and be having these seizures and he had a hard time falling asleep and and uh, being sleep deprived is uh causes him to have more seizures the next day if you're not getting adequate sleep um yeah it was uh it was crazy <laughs> what uh i mean it's 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 crazy to think that a, a nutritional protocol can have such a profound impact on you know the his seizures and whatnot but what what was like a typical day of food for him before uh 
before having the seizures and before you started kind of diving into the diet? Yeah. So, I mean, we were a fairly healthy family. Like we didn't eat pop tarts and sugary cereal or whatever, but, um, like he would have, um, uh, I don't know what a typical diet would be like on the weekends we'd make pancakes and, and if you go to a birthday party, he would have cupcakes. And so looking back, like he, he got his share of, um, spikes and glucose. Um, but I mean, he would just eat, I don't know, your typical standard American diet of macaroni and cheese and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then when we first dove into the diet, like I said, we just took away sugar and carbohydrates and we weren't monitoring his protein, um, or any of his, his ratios whatsoever. And it had a like I said, a, a great impact. But once we started really fine tuning the diet and getting on more of a, I guess you call it like a classical ketogenic diet where he's eating 90% mm-hmm. of his calories from fat. And then, you know, the, the other 10% comes from protein and, and a little bit of carbs. But, um, that's when we noticed a huge, huge difference to where he went, you know, one day, uh, having 10 a day to, to he hasn't had any in a month and a half. And and yeah, I mean, cutting down the protein, we were, once we got kind of a protocol to follow, we realized how far over our protein intake we were. And we thought we were doing really good, but um, he was eating way too much protein. So what does like a, a typical day of eating form look like now? Yeah. So, so he'll, for breakfast, he'll usually have an egg, you know, cooked in coconut oil, uh, a little bit of avocado. He typically gets some kind of like treat that he thinks is a treat, which has been huge for us. So we'll do like whipped cream, but it'll just be heavy whipping cream that we've whipped up or maybe a little bit of stevia. Um, so he'll get a little dollop of whipped cream and he thinks it's the best thing ever. So, so he never feels like he's being deprived something. And what's, what's really worked out well for us is uh, my wife bought this bento box. So it has all these compartments and it makes the, mm-hmm. the meal size seem bigger than it is. It's portions because um, his portions aren't very big, but he's getting a lot of calories from his fat. And, and with the eggs and, you know, whatever we make him, we drizzle MCT oil on it. He takes MCT oil, so 1.5 teaspoons, like six times a day. So he, he gets a lot of MCT oil. And then lunch will be, you know, some kind of meat. We might do like a little bit of bacon. I think what else? There's this staple. He does do, it's, it's hard to get him to, to eat the MCT, especially so much of it. So, so we'll put it in like a little bit of cottage cheese or something or some almond butter and stir it up mm-hmm. um so so whatever he's eating it it's just drenched in avocado oil or mct oil and then we make him various different kinds of the fat bombs um and those are like his special treats we'll put them in like these silicone molds that look like captain america shield and he just thinks it's you know he's getting a piece of candy um yeah so yeah. so that that's been kind of kind of uh what we've learned is is uh it's, it's more it's more in his head like what what he thinks he's getting and um very rarely does he ask for something that he can't have he he understands you know I'm allergic to these foods and it and it makes me sick or you know and he does he does very well i could see where it would be very difficult for some families um to follow this based on the child like our daughter her who's 5 is very strong-willed and i don't know if we could do this with her she she would fight us tooth and nail Mm-hmm. on every meal but um but our son has a, the right temperament for it dinner what about like when he goes to like parties and stuff yeah so that's that's the other thing that is kind of challenging but but we just we just know in those in those environments that he 
there's going to be, you know, cupcakes and candy. So we'll bring his own, his own treat. Like we went to a parade over like a, like a Christmas light parade. And we knew they were being thrown out candy and all the kids would be getting suckers and Tootsie Rolls and stuff. So we, we brought him like uh, little fat bombs or just little, little treats. Or sometimes we'll give him, uh, Lily's makes a, a chocolate chip with uh, stevia. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not very, uh, doesn't have much sugar carbs or anything in it. Um, so we'll, We'll give him stuff like that. And he's, he's very understanding. Like at the parade, he was grabbing all the candy and giving it to the other kids. And so we got kind of lucky with him in that he's, he's very understanding. doesn't throw, throw fits uh, and something, something else with his meals. Um, so he gets three meals a day and then two snacks. So in between breakfast and lunch, he gets a snack and in between lunch and dinner, he gets a snack. And um, this is something that the dietitian was telling us that, that we didn't realize, and I think it's had a, an impact, um, is that everything he eats needs to be that, that ratio of 90% fat, or it's a four to one ratio. So every four grams of fat, it's one gram of uh, protein and carbs, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but anything. So, so we were doing before all this, just for the total throughout the day. So the total throughout the day added up to 90% fat and, and whatever we're good. But it should be per meal or per snack that he has needs to be that balanced ratio, which is super interesting. I, I had no idea um, that was even a thing. But. Do you have any idea like what his total like calories and grams and stuff break down to? So he gets 45 grams of protein, 12 grams of carbs, and 120 grams of fat. So it's about 80, 90% fat. And, it, and that varies. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. And he's been eating like this for how long now total? So he's been eating like this. So he's been eating keto since October, but we didn't have total seizure control till we honed it in uh, kind of mid-December. Do y'all like, um, like a lot of parents, they'll, they'll like measure their kid's height, you know, month after month. They have like a little check mark on the door or on the wall or something where they see how the kids are growing. Do y'all do that by chance? You know, we do have a deal on the wall, but no, I mean, it's it's sporadic. Let them stand up there when they ask to be measured, but no, we don't, we don't track his his height. Um, and yeah, and that's, so the dietitian kind of has this protocol for us, but it seems kind of like guesswork as far as how many calories he should get. And they track his weight when he goes back to the doctor, but he's a growing boy. So it's not like his weight should stay the same. And so that aspect, I don't really understand how you dial in like a, uh, optimal calorie intake for, for a three-year-old. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to me because like a lot of people, uh, especially now that keto is becoming so hot, they're they're you know unsure of how to go about using a ketogenic protocol for their kids. Should they do it? Should they not do it? And with with you, it's obvious like he's got a you know the medical condition that would make sense to do the ketogenic diet. Um, but I'm wondering if it's having any impact whatsoever on his growth because that seems to be like the big knocking factor against keto for kids. But I mean, if he's growing and getting stronger day by day, I mean that'd be perfect evidence, especially at such a high fat ratio. Right, right. I, th- yeah, like I said, I really don't know. Um, and so our other, our other daughter, she eats kind of a relatively low carb diet, just because that's what's being cooked in the house. But she's not on keto. She, or especially not as strict as, as our son. And my wife is nursing, so I, I have all these like hesitations too. Like, is it, is it healthy for a nursing mother to be on keto or? A growing five-year-old mm-hmm. if they don't need to be on it and i mean i'm no i'm no expert i'm very new to, to this this whole world but he does get his blood work taken which 
has shown like certain deficiencies. So we'll supplement. He takes a vitamin. And one of the deficiencies he had was uh, carnitine. Have you heard of carnitine before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, L-carnitine. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with it at all, but um, I guess it's common for for young kids to be deficient in carnitine. It has something to do with the metabolism of fat into the cell. So he supplements with that. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know how dangerous it would be for a young child if they weren't being monitored, you know, for their nutrient profile as well. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's a very interesting topic. I know. I mean, there's there's been a pu- couple people in the keto space that have implemented a ketogenic approach with their kids, like Danny Vega. His kids are keto, um, but they'll still have like more carbohydrates than than twelve grams, like Owen. Um, but I'd be very very keen to find out if there's any adverse response at all from you know, a young kid having such low uh, carbs and having such a strict ketogenic diet because, I don't know, I, to me, I don't think that there would be, but I would just have to, like, see evidence. You know, there's not really any studies out there to to really point one direction or another. But, I mean, as far as, like, like you know, uh, you know, nursing and being on a ketogenic diet, like the, the breast milk, the colostrum, and that, I mean, that's, that's fully ketogenic. So I can only mm. see a, a benefit coming from a nursing mother being on a keto diet, you know. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I had read, you know, that kids that are on keto are more prone to, to breaking their, their bones and some of them need to supplement with vitamin D and calcium. But that's, I don't know. That wasn't like a scientific paper. I'm not sure where I heard that. But yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I'm going to have to just have some kids at some point myself and <laughs> run yeah. a bunch of tests on them and see what <laughs> the outcomes are. But But it's interesting for sure. I mean, the fact that he's not having any seizures, that's, that's, the, that's the big win for sure. I mean, that's totally changed his life, it sounds like. Yeah, no, it absolutely has. And we're hopeful, too, that potentially this could be something he, he outgrows. Um, from what our doctor was telling us, if you, if you get epilepsy as an adult, that's kind of it. You have epilepsy. Um, but with a growing child, their brain's developing so rapidly and changing that there's a chance that it can change for the better. And as he gets older, he won't, he won't have epilepsy anymore, but, but we'll just have to wait and see. So they're going to have him do this diet for a year and then slowly introduce carbs and see, see, see what he does, which is kind of crazy. It's this uh, trial and error. It's, it's kind of scary, but, <laughs> but uh, hopefully in a year, yeah. you know, he'll be better. I don't know. It is, it is interesting, man. When I was at the, uh, the conference, the metabolic health summit this past weekend, they had like the Charlie foundation there, which is, you know, a big foundation that helps with kids with epileptic seizures and they, they had like the, they had a TV pulled up and they showed some stories, you know, of people that have struggled with epilepsy as a, as a, as a child. And I don't know, man, like it's gotta be a, just a total game changer. Like I can't imagine, you know, seeing your kids do that and having the seizures and not knowing where to, to go with it. And then being just totally at a loss as far as what the best, you know, practices are going forward. And then all the drugs that, seem to change their their mood so with, with with the drugs like when you first went to the to the doc and they were you know diagnosing them and and giving them the medication what was what was that like yeah so uh, they started him out pretty pretty low on the medication and he was taking it two or three times a day i can't remember now which is great we're not on it and i don't even think about it anymore but he was still having seizures and like i said we drove back from the hospital and he had a couple so they they started ramping up the dosage and there's an adjustment period. Every time he's taking this medicine, he kind of adjusts to it and he's not himself. And then he gets to baseline, but he's still not himself. But uh, he, he gets very 
almost like uh, intoxicated where he can hardly walk on his own. He's kind of just loose and flopping around and not cautious about what he's doing. Um, and you mix that in with a three-year-old who's not cautious about what they do in general. And he was always getting hurt and it was, it was scary. And he, he was very tired. And he, even after being on the medicine for a while, he, he never wanted to do anything, he never wanted to go over and, and play with friends or, you know, have these play dates or do anything. And he was always like a very active, happy kid. And then to see him just want to sit on the couch all day was, was kind of hard. So, but he's, he's come, come around full circle and he's, he's, uh, he's back to himself. Very good. Very good. You, you had mentioned kind of you diving into the, uh, the research and listening to the podcast and whatnot. When you, when you first went to the hospital, were were they even talking about nutrition as a alternative, or was that kind of just an afterthought? Yeah, not not at all. No, no one mentioned keto to us when we had our follow up after we'd been doing keto. We brought it up to the doctor. Um, well, actually, prior prior to that, he he was talking to us about you know we like to try these medicines, and if a, if medicines fail, then we move on to uh, surgeries. And he was describing some of the surgeries, and it's it's gnarly. They, well, one of them was they cut the two lobes of your brain so they're not attached to each other. And others, they have these like kind of like a pacemaker deal they implant in your brain or uh, in your back or something. It was it was great. My wife was bawling her eyes out, and <laughs> we're just like, "This is crazy." And he's saying like, "Yeah, these are great, great approaches to to uh, to treating your son's type of seizures." And and then he said, "You know, there's also the ketogenic diet, but it was like." It was the third rung on the list as far as like uh, the avenues they'd go down. And so we had brought up, yeah, we've been doing the keto. And we've had great success. Um, and then he's like, well, that's great. And let's keep doing that. So my wife and I wonder, what if we never mentioned we'd been doing keto? Was he going to bring it up? Was he going to keep trying medicines, eventually the surgery? Uh, it's crazy that something's so effective and uh, it's more effective than medication, I believe as far as like the the, mm-hmm. the studies um to not be the the first thing you go to and i understand that it's maybe compliance isn't the the best but it, at least educating the the parents on your options um so yeah it, it it was never mentioned to us and you know even looking back when he was in the hospital we were giving him milkshakes and trying to keep him happy and <laughs> it's just the opposite of what you think healthcare should be <laughs> Yeah, man. See, like that, that to me just totally blows my mind. I mean, you know, I'm deep into the keto space now. So like, I, I'm just, I hear people talking about keto all the time. I just assume, okay, it's, it's pretty well known now. Like it's getting more known every day. And I don't, I don't really think it's this crazy oddity anymore, but to hear, you know, doctors in the medical space, not even mention it as an option, you know, to, to a kid with epileptic seizures. I mean, when you, when you're talking about you know, brain surgery before you're talking about changing the foods you're eating. Like that's, there's, there's a pretty big disconnect there. Yeah. It's just, uh, mm. it's crazy. I, I first, uh, heard about keto a few years ago. It was, uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast. He had Dr. Dom D'Agostino on. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was, I was like blown away. I was so fascinated by this diet. Um, and I, my, my sister was diagnosed with, with cancer and I was kind of searching for ways to mitigate cancer or treat cancer. In addition to, I mean, she followed, you know, the standard of care and uh, drugs and procedures done. But especially in what I know now, like if if uh, 
if I was diagnosed with cancer, I'd get on keto right away. I would I would start doing prolonged fasts and but her and I mean this wasn't and she she was seeing doctors for four or five years and no one mentioned fasting or uh, the ketogenic diet, which probably no more to me, but it seems to be a, a relatively effective uh, approach to at least slowing the growth of tumors and cancer cells. Yeah, absolutely. So she hadn't heard about that. Um, she she didn't try that. She learned about it after the fact, right? Yeah, she never she never tried it. She ended up you know passing away last year. But no, she never tried that. She did other. She went to some holistic doctors, and she she was big on you know supplements and she ate very healthy and um you know would would try these whatever you know broccolis or broccoli supposed to do this or that but it almost seems like once you have cancer it, if you're eating healthy the cancer is eating that healthy food and it's it's it seems a lot harder to it seems easier to mitigate your chances of getting cancer with with nutrition than once you have cancer to to, to stop it but I don't know if that's true or not. That's kind of what I've understood. But but yeah, she never never tried keto or fasting, which pretty uh, solid approaches. Yeah, and there's there's so much research coming out now. You know that that coupled with like hyperbaric oxygen chambers and using some of these alternative means apart from like just the standard of care with chemotherapy and whatnot. But it is it is crazy, man. Like it's it, we're on the cutting edge of some of this this research coming out, but. Anything that can be done proactively instead of reactively to to put you in a better position to, you know, prevent and cure these these diseases is just I don't know. I think this seems to be on the forefront of people's minds um, with regard to you know advancements in healthcare and whatnot because this this is truly changing the way people live. Oh, absolutely! It it just seems like a a massive you know machine you'd have to turn around the the healthcare system and but. But I think, you know, with the internet and these podcasts, like people are getting more and more information and correct information now than they ever have. And so, so hopefully it'll change a lot quicker um, than, than I'm thinking it will. But, but yeah, I mean, after I'm sure your listeners or, or um, people have dealt with family members that have had cancer. And, but after witnessing that, it's like, I don't want my family to go through that. Or uh, let's, and, and then you have these people talking about, nutrition and how it does this to fight that and it's like well why wouldn't you change the way you eat food isn't that good to where it's worth it's worth dying yeah. over <laughs> so so out of curiosity what what is your like outlook on it all now kind of going forward like with your with yourself and with your family you know with Owen like what, what are you planning on doing with regard to nutrition and diet going forward yeah so I, I I've done keto and I a while ago when I heard Dr. Don D'Agostino talk about it and, and I did it for a while and great. Uh, I felt great and I, I loved it, but it was very hard for me to follow. No one else in the family was doing it. So, so now that, that we have to do it for, for our son, it's very easy for, for all of us to, I mean, all our meals are basically keto. So for all of us to follow it and yeah, I mean, our, our plan is to, to eat kind of the paleo keto lifestyle as much as possible i uh like i was saying with fasting i try to fast 24 hours once a week i want to do a prolonged fast i just have not done it yet but i would like to and my wife's on board with all this too but i'd I'd like to keep this going and you know say he stops having seizures it's not like we're gonna start eating pop tarts and you know sugary cereals it's it's a lifestyle i hope the whole family will adopt for a long time and but but yeah like and it's it's hard so 
before the holidays, I was on keto with, with my son for, for like a, a month and, and I was telling him, yeah, you know, the doctor told me that I'm allergic to these foods too. So like you and me eat, have to eat the same food. And he just loved it. He loved like the the fact that it wasn't just him that was having to be on this diet, even though we were call, all kind of eating it. And then the holidays rolled around and, and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to eat any, any pumpkin pie or whatever. I didn't crave it. And then one night I'm like, kids went to bed. I'm like, I'm going to try that pumpkin pie. And it was just like a, a drug addict relapsing on, on, uh, on yeah. the sugar there. And, and so then it was like, I was hiding it from him. Like, oh, uh, he still thought I was eating his diet. And, and like around the holidays, I'd be in the garage eating like a whatever. <laughs> I felt I awful. But, uh, but now I'm back on it with him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's something I, I hope our, our whole family does you know indefinitely it's not something i see see changing for us shoot man maybe it's like a, a blessing in disguise almost that he you know started having the seizures because then it opened up the rest of the family's eyes to you know the nutrition and the importance of it and has you all doing something better oh exactly and you know i look back on what i ate as a kid and i wish i was you know on on my son's diet it's gonna be it's gonna be uh owen and Ben Greenfield living to 180 years old one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does does Owen like, uh, you know, walking through the grocery stores and stuff, does he look at all these other foods on the shelves that are like marketed towards kids and, and, and look at them, you know, longingly or is he, does it not even phase him? Yeah, it doesn't really phase him. And we were never ones to like buy that stuff, um, like specifically, but um, no, he does pretty good. Like he'll sometimes, you know, he'll want something, that someone else has, but I mean, what kid doesn't want something that they shouldn't have mm-hmm. anyway? And yeah. And, and so a lot of things we've just found alternatives to like, so, so lately it's been, you know, really cold and it's snowing here and he likes to come inside and drink hot chocolate. So we, we just found on the, the Charlie foundation's website, a, a hot chocolate recipe that's, you know, high fat, something he can have. And he doesn't know the difference. He doesn't care that it's not, you know, the, the Nestle hot chocolate, you know, it, it looks and smells like hot chocolate. And, so, so we've tried to find a, an alternative, like we'll, we'll make him like a pizza, but it's just like a pepperoni with a little bit of cheese sprinkled on it. And he thinks it's like a, a little miniature pizza slice or something. And he, he, he's fine with it. So long as he has like a, an alternative, he's fine with it. And he, he almost kind of likes that he's special and that he gets special food in some ways. So, so yeah, he's done, he's done really well. No, that's, that's, that's good, man. It's, it's a. Uh... It's it's crazy to think that, that him only being three years old is like in tune enough with what's going on that he's in full support of it, not fighting you, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know the day we weaned him off because it it was a it was a gradual thing. You, you don't just stop taking seizure medicine, but I think it took almost uh, three four weeks. Um, so when he was done taking it, he, I overheard him talking to like another little uh, friend of ours. He he's another little three year old boy, and he's like he's like Reese. I'm done with my medicine. Like he was so proud. He's so proud that he was done taking his medicine. And, um, and we tell him, you know, you're, you're done taking your medicine, but the food you eat is your medicine. And so now he goes around telling everybody, my food is my medicine. My food is my medicine. It's really sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> we could all learn something from him. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, uh, you know, it's just something he keeps up his whole life. And, and yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Mike, I mean, I do appreciate you telling the story, man. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of parents out there that may be going through this and they don't even know what their alternatives are, what their options are. And there's like, I don't know, like I said, I don't know anybody personally that has, you know, epilepsy, but 
I know of people that know of people and it's just like such a strange phenomenon, especially if you feel like alone and you're just not knowing what's going on or where to turn. But thinking of diet as first rung on the ladder and not brain surgery um, <laughs> would be a good first step for sure. So I appreciate you, you know, telling your story and telling own stories that people know what their options are. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, and then, yeah, if you have any listeners that know somebody, I would highly recommend, like you were saying, the Charlie Foundation. That that has been a, a tremendous resource uh, for our family. And then, to I wanted, I would hope that whoever's uh, treating your your child for epilepsy would would be on board with your with your plan. Um, and my wife and I kind of took it into our own hands, but um, I'm not against you know the standard of care and the the doctors. Um, not one of the one of those people, but uh, there may be a reason why keto is not appropriate for your child. But I would like to uh, to get the doctor's blessing in in whatever you're you're doing. And but yeah, but keto has just been phenomenal for our family, and I'm glad our doctor was on board and supported us and gave us more resources. So yeah, it's just been great. That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, best of luck to Owen going forward, man. Keep me posted and let me know how he's doing, and if anything changes, like you know, if y'all introduce any carbs or or what happens going forward, because I'm curious to, to see how he does for the long term. Yeah, like, you know, like I said, we're very, very early on in this. And um, yeah, I'll keep you posted. And uh, if you do make it out here, let me know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be coming out to Flagstaff to see Ross uh, and Kara with F-Bomb. So I'll look you up for sure. And if there's anything that I can do, you know, to help you with any of the keto-related stuff, you know, certainly don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, no, you've, you've done enough. Your podcast has been a great a great resource for to listen to. I don't have time to, to read all the books and articles online. I'd like to, but but it's been great just to listen to your podcast and and learn from uh, from your guests. I just was listening to uh, you had Jillian on, and she had a very very similar kind of message. So, but now it's been great. I appreciate it, Mike. I really do. Tell uh mm-hmm. tell the fam that said howdy, and tell Owen to keep on his diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> where can I don't know if you're on social or at all, but where can people go to to find out more about you? Follow follow along if they're interested yeah i'm not much of a public figure um but yeah my instagram is uh, m kaiser it's k-a-y-s-e-r 22 so you can find me on there but yeah no we're uh, pretty low-key we're not uh we're not like uh it's pretty impressive um some of your guests and that's how i kind of found out about uh about your podcast was uh i was looking up like dr sean baker and then he was on your podcast and but yeah you've had some you've had some prominent uh people in the health space on here and and then there's me just the just the dad <laughs> so. no no i mean i think honestly my podcast is it covers a broad spectrum but that that's why i love doing it because i feel like i honestly believe that i mean everybody has something to learn from everybody so like you know people that may may have shared a similar you know story as yours that i mean they would benefit from hearing this stuff so any anything i can do to bridge that gap and give people a, a platform to speak and share their story you know i'm all about it Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, people are willing to are uh, welcome to to reach out to me on uh, social media, and and yeah. Sounds great, Michael. Well, again, man, I really appreciate the time, and I'll keep in touch, brother. Perfect. Great. Thanks again. Take care.